When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ever wish you could go back to school? After all, as an adult, it's a luxury to spend an entire day learning. Each year, life tends to get a little busier, and that's normal. But for young people, these fleeting years are critical because it's a time devoted to gaining knowledge and practical life skills. But while traditional subjects like math, science, and history are generally what come to mind when thinking about school, many education experts argue that personal finance should play a bigger role in curriculums. One person leading this charge is Tim Renzetta, co-founder of NextGen Personal Finance, a nonprofit providing free, easy-to-understand personal finance curriculums to middle school and high school teachers. Renzetta created NextGen because of an experience he had while teaching high schoolers financial literacy. In most high schools in America, students have very little understanding of personal finance. It's not something that's been prioritized in American education systems. And so that was the other real impetus for me was seeing both the lack of knowledge students had, but their thirst for it and a real, you know, asking questions. Why hasn't this been taught to us before? And then I think the most compelling reason that I got hooked was hearing from parents. Students were having, I have teens in my household and knowing how difficult it is to have conversations with them. Well, the students were taking these lessons home and teaching their parents. In many households, adults never had a formal opportunity to learn the basics of money management, like how to invest or build their savings. But when their kids are taught these lessons in school, Ranzetta says that the whole family benefits. Sadly, a large majority of young Americans still don't have this privilege, though there has been progress. As of this year, 18 states have passed legislation that guarantees that some form of personal finance education is taught in schools before students graduate. These 18 states represent over 40% of the high school population. Now, Eight of those states have already implemented, and 10 of them are in the process of implementing. So we've literally gone from eight to 18 states in just the last two years. So I think there's an awareness, and I think part of it's probably driven by the pandemic, and I think part of it's driven by just the level of economic uncertainty that's being felt in a lot of households and realizing that if we don't change anything, if we don't introduce a course like this or continue to withhold it, we're probably not going to move the dial much. But how can parents ensure that the curriculum hits all of the important points? So often courses touch on the need to save versus spend, but don't go into specifics on how exactly to save for retirement, avoid high-interest debt, file taxes, and so on. With millions of young people entering college each year, it's also important to cover the different types of loans, interest rates, and the very real burden of finishing school in tens of thousands in debt. In terms of course length, there are also differences based on where you're located. Some states, like Florida, require that students take an entire semester-long standalone personal finance course. Other states only allocate three or four weeks. 
Renzetta says that in an ideal world, students would spend an entire year learning about this topic. But for now, the gold standard in high schools is a dedicated semester-long course that covers all of the basics and allows for practice. One semester course really enables you to cover topics such as behavioral economics. Again, we think psychology is incredibly important. Also talking about credit, the types of credit that are available, as well as how to manage it effectively. Investing, if we're talking about building long-term wealth, really teaching things like index mutual funds. We also talk about budgeting, the ability to differentiate between needs and wants and have students go through an exercise where they think about what is life going to look like after high school or after college as they put together a complete budget? These basic skills are critical before students leave a very structured home environment and shift to a more independent life post-high school. Over the last four years, there have been studies from Montana State University and the University of Wisconsin-Madison showing the real-world benefits of this education. Researchers noted that among students who took these classes, there were fewer defaults, higher credit scores, and lower rates of taking out high-interest loans. While there's still more research to be done, most Americans can agree that money management is extremely important and that these lessons are as relevant as it gets. Renzetta points to tens of thousands of teachers across the U.S. who have taken the lead in integrating these modules into their classrooms. We've grown from zero to 70, I think it's almost 79,000 teachers now who've come to our website and signed up for a teacher account that we've gone ahead and verified. And so we've grown kind of one teacher at a time. And I think what we find is where there's a will, there's a way. And so we find teachers who teach a one semester or maybe a half a semester personal finance course, but we also hear from math teachers, from English teachers, from PE teachers, who are all trying to bring some level of relevance and engagement to their classroom. And so I think that's the thing that makes me so hopeful is that it is spread. We have English teachers, for example, who look at a product we call the fine print, where students have to read a credit card agreement, a rental agreement, read a credit report, and that requires some really close reading. And so we find creative English teachers who find ways to incorporate it. So yeah, I'm just so impressed and inspired by it's really the, the commitment of educators to say, I'm going to find a way to bring this in. If I can't get a one semester course approved because that requires you know, board approval, I'm going to find other ways to ensure that they're getting this life-changing information. So if your child's local school or state doesn't offer a separate personal finance course, what can you do to push for change? Renzetta says try to become more involved with the school district. Talk to teachers and administrators about the benefits, but also plan to attend and speak up at school board meetings. If you can, consider running for a board position to have more say on decisions involving the school's curriculum. We've got a page dedicated. It's called Got Finance. We have information on over 10,000 high schools. So I guess that's the other thing that parents and students could do is learn to see what their school is currently doing around personal finance and know that they have a voice. They have a voice, whether it's students or parents, to be able to stand up at a board meeting and say, we ought to be doing more. And by the way, there are free resources out there, both from a curriculum perspective, as well as to train teachers. And the cool thing about training teachers is that they are incredibly motivated to learn this material too. So I can't tell you how many teachers will tell me, you know, not only have you helped me be a better teacher, but you've also helped me in my own financial life. 
To find out more about this topic, financial literacy resources, and our guest, Tim Ranzetta, head to viewpointsradio.org. For more behind the scenes, search Viewpoints Radio on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. This segment was written and produced by our executive producer, Amira Zaveri. Our studio manager is Jason Dickey. I'm Gary Price. This segment is brought to you by Capital One. You don't need special gadgets to be a hero. With unlimited 1.5% cash back on every purchase everywhere, the Capital One Quicksilver card makes you the hero of every purchase. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. Coming up on Viewpoints. Especially these young people who are being bombarded with these messages to buy Shein, to buy these products. The multi-pronged approach to making real change in the fast fashion industry. Then. What they're basically telling us as a speaker and a listener is, hold on, I need a lot of neural activation for this. The deeper meaning behind our uhs and ums. I'm Marty Peterson. And I'm Gary Price. These stories in depth on your public affairs magazine, Viewpoints. And that's Viewpoints for this week. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram to learn more about upcoming shows and find a library of past programs on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify. Plus, you'll always find previous segments and more information about our guests at viewpointsradio.org. Join us again next week for another edition of Viewpoints.